You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, diffieford.net, and then on Instagram at diffiefordlincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at hia10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes. Link below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here host back with another episode down in Oklahoma City today. It gives me great pleasure to introduce a third-time guest on the podcast. Uh, I give you a different intro- introduction every time because you've done something different every time you come on. So now, introducing you as uh, chairman of the Iowa tribe, Mr. Jake Keys. What's going on, man? Glad to be back. Glad to be back. I, I mean... This is like the main reason I started the podcast. Yeah, one of the main reasons I started the podcast is because of episodes like this, right? We've kind of, you've been on this the third time now and every episode's different. Mm-hmm. And in the one before you've said what you're going to do and then a couple of years later it happened. So it's yeah. been fun to catch up and do things like that. I love doing mm-hmm. it. I love seeing your progress. Um, you know, for people listening, the episodes that we've done prior is episode uh, 206 and 399, which I'll link those below. You can go check that out um, to kind of hear your story chronologically. Um, but the latest thing is being sworn in as chairman. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it, definitely a journey, right? They always yeah. say life's a journey. So, um, yeah, so we just had our try. I guess really kind of back up, actually. So we had a, a chairman that um, resigned, left office. And the way our constitution works is uh, the vice chairman at that time moves up to chairman and then uh, the, the existing committee has to appoint somebody to fill in as vice chairman. And um, they came to me and 
talked to me about it and I agreed to do it mainly because I knew it would only be for about nine months and then I could get back to the brewery and and get back to work over there and uh, it was just the perfect opportunity for me to serve and give back to the tribe and like we talked about before you know I, I had intended to run for chairman before and business-wise and, and, and coming out of COVID and stuff I just didn't have that time freed up to do it so this was a great opportunity for me just to get in there for a little bit and, and, and do what I can and, and then get back to work. But, uh, man, you get in there and you kind of see how things are going and not that things were going bad. We have a great committee and they were doing a great job, but there's just a lot of big projects happening with the tribe. And I just felt like I could help out and, uh, and, you know, have a big impact. I already started to have what I felt like was a big impact on, uh, some of these projects. And, and so I just, man, I prayed about it and thought about it for, I don't know, a good three months and went back and forth, convinced that I wouldn't run, convinced that I would, and I wasn't. And then I finally uh, decided I just, I had to, you know. So we had our election a couple months ago and I won by a mere six votes. Wow. Yeah. Which is, you know, we're a small tribe, so it's, it's not like, you know, sure. thousands of votes, but um so yeah, got sworn in a couple of weeks ago, and we're off to the races. Yeah, so. brilliant, exciting, uh, exciting to get in, but also like, you know, and I know that you know because we've previously spoken about it. This is something that you know you thought about doing, and then you know COVID happens, the business happens. There's so mm-hmm. much going on. Like I'll put it off, put it off, but but timing's everything, right? There's, yeah. You know, there's a time and a season for everything, and it just seemed to work. Yeah, and you know, I, when I when I thought about that, you know, I've told people that. It's there's never I think a lot of things you get held back in life from doing because you're looking for the perfect time. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times you hear somebody say, well, when the time's right or, you know, yeah, when whenever I get freed up, I'll do this or I'll do that. And there's this was definitely not the perfect time um, with the, the way our business is growing and the, some future plans we have coming up in the immediate future with the brewery. Uh, it was really actually probably the worst time for me to, <laughs> to do something like this, um, and we, especially with the projects the tribe has going. So, mm-hmm. um, But I also felt like it was the best time for me to win, to have a shot to uh-huh. win, you know, and you know, you don't know what will happen. Uh-huh. I may not be here a year from now, right? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't, you're never promised tomorrow. So I felt like it was an opportunity. I just, you had to jump on. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, great. Well, again, congrats. It's uh, you know, it's one of the big box life goal ticks, right? You're like, yeah. you know, and especially when you say you're going to go do something and then you give them the opportunity mm-hmm. and you give it everything you have and you yeah. win by just six votes. Like yeah. it's, um, you know, along with all the other stuff you're doing. I'm yeah. sure Bobby's thrilled and yeah. super happy with everything that's going on, but yeah. you're a great understanding wife. So, yeah. you know, you guys are a team and you work great together. Yeah. Um, how, but it's been going while well, you're into it. And I mean, I'll tell you, that's what's interesting about it too, is like we talk about how there's so much going on with the brewery, but on the tribal side, it's this, my, so we, we have three year terms and, and this, and the, one of the reasons I ran that was because again, I felt like it was important for me to win for our tribe and I'm not trying to be, you know, big headed about it. I just, I feel like I have an opportunity to make mm-hmm. a big impact, but this, this will be three of the most important years for our tribe and a lot of tribes actually, but specifically our tribe over these next three years with projects that we have going as, as a tribe, but also just 
politi- the political arena, the issues that are happening in the state with the tribes. And, and so, man, I get to be a part of that. I get to hopefully have a big impact on that. Um, just in the time since I've been vice chairman and now chairman, so many of the people I've gotten to meet um, from the other tribes, other tribal leaders, and and seeing just some of the great stuff that the tribes are doing, um, I get to be a part of that, and it's going to be a pivotal you know time. So uh, yeah, we we definitely have hit the ground running. There's just a lot happening. Yeah, you know it's cool to think that you are going to be a part of history, right? And you're in yeah. the room with all these, you know, like you said, it's. It's not, you know, when people look at tribes, and, and I think a lot of people generally probably, you don't, need, you know, they shouldn't do look, look at it this way, but they do. They think of, well, who's the biggest one or whatever yeah. it is. Who, who do, one do we hear about all the, all, you know, all the time? Yeah. And, you know, you do hear about two or three, but also, yeah. you know, there's a lot more, you know, like uh-huh. my Taryn side of the family is Cheyenne Arapaho, yeah. right? And you very rarely hear about the Cheyenne Arapaho mm-hmm. tribe doing things. But again, like the Iowa tribe, they're very involved. Yeah. You're, you're in the room. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just about the two or three big ones that, yeah. that generally the media hear about. It's you collectively. And yeah. that's exciting to be a part of. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of that, you, we may be a smaller tribe. But, you know, one of the reasons I felt like I could help out is um, just from my experience of, in gaming, but also from the brewery and kind of where we're located by the capital, mm-hmm. I've developed um, some relationships through my business through uh, our friends here at the Hall of Fame and that have gotten me access to legislators and other political figures within the state that you know I really feel like I can use that those relationships and that also just that knowledge I've learned from those people to really help our tribe and um, so I think like even the small even the smaller tribes you know they do they play a huge role in in the landscape of everything that's happening so I, I definitely I definitely think and you know Cheyenne Arapahoes also they I mean they actually do a lot I can remember when they were like one of the first you know big casinos in the state, you know, and so all these all these tribes play a huge role, and right now they're all dependent on each other to stick together, mm. you know. Yeah, we were looking back through kind of like talking to, to Taryn's dad, my father-in-law, about their history and about Taryn's grandmother, and Taryn's grandmother was the well, the first female chairperson of their tribe, uh-huh. and you know she then they dropped the blood quantum last year I believe mm-hmm. uh, and so Taryn got her and she's, a, she's yeah. in, in now and her brother yeah. are in now so that happened last year and like you know to me I didn't grow up around it at all right yeah. like, so it's, it's interesting for me to see that but it's also really great for me to see how excited she was you know to get her card how yeah. you know, be, in, be involved in it because of her grandparents and the family history yeah. you know her dad's a part of it but mm-hmm. at the same time it's you know because of however they structured and changed it was it's super yeah. interesting and she's thrilled about it and it's like mm-hmm. it's cool for me to see that on you know because I, like I said, didn't grow up around yeah. it and it's yeah. I realized how much it meant yeah I mean I th- and I think it's like there's there's a lot of decisions to be made by tribes around that topic mm-hmm. you know so um, if you'd have been here 200 years ago, nobody would be talking about blood quantum, you know, and basically the federal government's theory on that was that's kind of how you eradicate Native Americans. And so some of the smaller tribes like like ours and and, and theirs, they, you know, we have decisions to make about blood quantum because, you know, we the Iowa tribe is one of the more strict blood quantums. You have to be a 16th to be 
uh, tribal member. And so we're really two families pretty much in our tribe. So nobody's marrying each other in yeah. the tribe. And so gen- a couple generations from now, what do you have? You know, who's, are there, how, you know, we don't have any full blood Iowa's left in our tribe. So that just kind of gets smaller and smaller as we go. So somewhere, you know, tribes have big decisions to make. Yeah. Like I said, these next few years, I think, are some of the biggest years. So. Yeah. One of the other things that, that we chatted about, I think, probably at the start of the year that you were working on, um, was the sanctuary you guys have for, mm-hmm. for the eagles, right? Yep, the eagle aviary. Yep. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, in fact, we just we just got through, through doing a uh, fundraising event at the brewery for the aviary. but And there's some construction going on out there that's really improving the facility. But we... Um, the the Gray Snow Eagle House is one of the first um, rescue houses, eagle rescue facilities um, owned by a tribe. And, you know, we're not funded by the federal government uh, or the state, you know, so the tribe fully has to fund it ourselves. Uh, a lot of donations go into it, which is why at the brewery, that's kind of our number one, uh, you know, cause to try to help out. So, um, but, you know, they'll get, a, they'll get a call in the middle of the night and say there's an eagle down in uh, Kansas or wherever, you know, somewhere in Oklahoma and they drive out and pick it up, bring it back, and they have a, uh, a contract, a deal with OSU, which is a big-time veterinarian school. So um, they have they have all the the best care there, and the facilities are great. And, yeah, I, I think people, anybody listening to this that's never heard of that, they should go to Perkins and go check it out. It's an amazing facility. It's kind of an, uh, just walking through. It's pretty emotional, you know, because I don't think people realize how powerful and how big the birds are. But also the people, want, you know, when my cousin's Abraham, he gives the the tours and and he he does a good job of really telling the story and and telling people what's you know why the birds are important for our culture and you walk out of there just having a completely different understanding not only for our culture but the birds themselves. Yeah, they're super important. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. Not, not just because you know just the spectacle of the animal, but just mm-hmm. like you said everything it means for yeah. history. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool to have. Is there anything else, uh, projects that you were aware of or working on when, you know, that you've been a part of and focusing on for the next three years? Well, our big one is, uh, so we're going to be the first tribe to bring a, a Harris Casino Resort okay. to Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and so we, we just announced that a couple months back and, and we'll, we'll start construction hopefully here towards the end of the year. And we've already, we've already started some groundwork and stuff, but um, to be a, you know, resort with a casino and then a second phase is a hotel and and you know the full the whole caesar's hair is you know atmosphere going on there yeah. so it's, that's going to be a game changer for the tribe but also the area so it's going to be on route on a uh, interstate 44 the turnpike but it's also on 66 so you know we have the full um 66 what is it 100 years yeah, or whatever coming yeah. coming up so mm-hmm. we'll get to be a part of that and um it's just a great location halfway between tulsa and oklahoma city so a lot of people from the state will be able to enjoy it um but it, it'll be big for that communities like that whole chandler oklahoma wellston area yeah. bring a bunch of jobs um be big for the tribe and the and the community and the state you know yeah. that's <laughs> i don't think 
a lot of people understand the economic impact that the tribes have on the state and what we're bringing to the to the state as far as uh, tax money, uh, jobs, just full on economic. I think right now we're work we're working on twenty uh, something roads and bridges right now that we get federal money that the state maybe wouldn't get or the counties wouldn't get, and we can get it. So we're helping the county build roads and bridges. You know, so yeah. these are the things that. You, you, you get to do more of when you have a resort like that mm-hmm. that uh, just helps you become a bigger player economically yeah. you know so yeah well and kind of just marrying it with Route 66 and yeah. being on that and you know the kind of the state travel department just it yep. helps everything everyone yeah. who's involved gets you know gets um, the benefit of it yeah which yeah. is huge isn't it yeah, and it's a big, this has been a long process for yeah. us, too. Like, this all started, you know, our committee that's doing it now, we're we're the ones getting to be here for this part of it, you know. But uh, we've had several, you know, committees, tribal committees, chairmans, different people that have that really got the ball rolling. The, you know, the idea of putting a resort down there on that property goes all the way back to when my grandpa was was chairman. And so a lot of people in our tribe have put a lot of work and, and thought into this. And we've just had so many things that set us back uh, between COVID and uh, back in the day, there was just some uh, land ownership issues in that area. Just a lot of things that we've had to overcome. And so as just somebody who's Iowa tribe member, like it's, there's a lot of pride in just seeing that we overcame all that stuff. And now it's, it's actually happening. Yeah, so. That's exciting. It's so much. And, and like I said, as chairman, you, you got to, you know, you're in every meeting, right? Yeah. There's so many things going on, yeah. uh, which is exciting. It's time consuming, but also, you know, you get to see what everyone's working yep. towards and, you know, you get to have a real impact and that's, well, being, being in those meetings is the is the problem. I think that's what made me decide I had to run. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> is, is you just from the outside, it's like, oh, great, we're building a big casino, you know. But you get in there and the intricacies of it, and the negotiating the contracts, and negotiating construction deals, and and just all the stuff that goes into it. The, you know, just my experience from doing construction of building our my business. You know, I think it helped me see things a little bit different. But that that's when you get in those meetings, and that's when it's like okay we need, I need to see this through you know I need to at least be here through the end of it so yeah because like you can't get mad if you haven't you know yeah. you can't get mad at the end of it you know when you're like oh well I wasn't involved so yeah you know, like, yeah well like and, really and I'm one of those people you. I like to when I have a project I want to see it through yeah and so even though I wasn't necessarily didn't have this big of a role in it when it started yeah. uh, I still want to I, I have a hard time just walking away yeah. <laughs> you know with the, when it's not even open yet so right it's, you kind of tease yourself right yeah. you're like oh I'm yeah. in now yeah. I, I have to do this <laughs> Bobby says she knew I was going <laughs> to run yeah. even though I swore I would only do my nine months as vice chairman and then that would yeah. be it but she said she knew and yeah. she knew she knew I'd win so well that's great that's yeah. awesome uh, tell me me about the brewery where you know where are we at with the brewery how's things going obviously you're very involved uh with an event that we have coming up in the oklahoma mm-hmm. hall of fame born and brewed yep. um you know we have a special beer for that hops yeah. of fame uh which the can was great last year yeah yeah no the brewery's doing good you know it's uh probably the toughest time to to be a brewery owner okay. with because of the heat uh, inflation oh, uh, wow. inflation just and then even just trends you know so all everything that all of our product all our beers that we make the cost of it's not cheap to make beer right now you know everything's expensive getting the product here is expensive but nobody wants to pay more for the beer so you're not raising prices to match you know your elevated costs uh, and then the you know the things have changed since covid you know the way 
consumers behave, um, the products that they're into. We're kind of in a little bit of a time where I think people are more into cocktails and you know, it's just, those, those things go up and down. I mean, I'm not worried about it long term. Like people have been uh, drinking beer since the days of the pyramids going up, you know, so it's not going anywhere. You just have to be flexible and change some of your approach to it. But um, and then just our business approach is changing. Like, you know, a few years ago, I probably would have said, hey, you know, we're going to be a regionally distributed brand and have beer in several states in the area. And, you know, we may still end up doing that. But now our focus has really turned towards the tap room and doing more tap rooms. Um, and so we were working on a couple, actually a few projects there that like, you know, will probably be. Uh, coming out with some information on that towards the end of the year but uh, you know this time next year we may have two more tap rooms Um, we have a casino that's not my tribe but another tribe a casino that's uh, this fall we'll have a tap room in Um, so that our focus is turning towards that tap room experience it's just a little better margins in the tap room distribution is a tough business you know and there's a lot of breweries struggling because they're too much into distribution so mm-hmm. we know what we're, we're best at we're, we're great at creating a great atmosphere and experience in our tap room and we want to expand that so that's the that's our future uh we're working on a couple of those places having uh, food so it'll be restaurants you know we're gonna try to bring our spin on native american cuisine okay. to the to the area so we're excited about that mm-hmm. and then yeah the beer the hall of fame uh you know we, this is our second year to do it um, hops of fame and last year we collaborated with rough tail brewing on that deal and they're real good friends of ours that's you know we grew up home brewing with those guys and stuff so we've always been close with them so we decided let's just do it do that again yeah. and this year they'll come to our place and and we'll brew it and um hopefully we get to continue to be a big part of it some i'm not even sure how it happened but we just became good friends with all these guys here at the hall of fame and uh we get to see them all the time and uh, i think we just have a lot of the same taste in beer so it's just a good mix but yeah we're excited about that that's going to be this year's version will be a cold ipa so it's okay. for the people who don't know beer that much it's kind of a, a mix between a, a west coast ipa and a lager so nice refreshing hoppy beer and we'll put that out there uh for the actually for the beer festival that the hall of fame puts on so yeah i think august 18th yeah. uh born and brewed uh i'll put tickets in, in the link description basically it's one time yep. fee and you there's i can't remember how many breweries but there's a lot yep. outside in the evening um basically just come and sample as much as you want and And it's one of the few uh environments for a beer festival where you get where the the idea is you get to kind of talk to the brewers and hang out with the brewers a little bit you know so we're yeah we that i think a lot of our customers come in and beer festivals are, are on the decline right now around the country like a lot of them are struggling and not a lot of people are going to beer festivals but our customers come in and this is the festival that they always talk about that they really enjoy the most so i think it'll be exciting yeah it's awesome uh i think yeah the tickets are online i'll have to put the link in the description um because it was we moved it outside it's Jan, it's generally been inside mm-hmm. but because of covid they moved it outside and it went so well the first year that yeah. it's like permanently gonna stay outside yeah. now yes they have backup plan to move it inside because oklahoma weather is yeah. you know we don't know until day of yep. um 
but yeah, uh, last year's was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, year before went really well too. It's just it's just fun to go out and, and beer brings people together. Yep. Right. Yep. That's we've got the if you've been in our tap room above the taps, there's a a saying on the wall real big that was one of my dad's sayings and it's something as a company that we really live by which is uh, good beer brings good people together and that's why i say beer's not going anywhere you know like beer's not what a lot of people might think it is of you know frat parties and stuff like that craft beer really is about community and relationships and man i love i think i've told you this before i love walking in our tap room and some of our regulars i'll see a guy that i know well who's who's definitely republican and he's having a beer with another guy i know is definitely democrat and they just they're just getting along and having a good time and you know there's white people and black people and natives and age everybody you know and it's just none of that none of that matters when you're drinking a craft beer and just enjoying yourself and that's community coming together yeah totally right and it's you know people forget about their differences right yeah. and they're, they're drinking a beer and talking about life or they're just talking mm-hmm. about the beer that they have in front of them yep. and that's you know you, you got so many people who walk into your brewery every day that have their own brewery story or wish they homebrewed mm-hmm. or might be homebrewing soon right like because yep. that's kind of how, how your story starts yeah you know, it's it's uh it's a the craft brewery scene is a very unique scene yep i still yeah. remember the first time drinking a beer with my dad and i remember the last time i sat at a bar and had a beer with my dad you know and i know that maybe almost every day there's somebody having that experience at our at our bar which is why you know again another reason for us to focus on the taproom business as opposed to just distribution so yeah 100 percent you're right beer brings people together and and you know there's and 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 for people listening go back and listen to the first podcast we did and you know you share the story of of, you know you and your dad and and just taking work off that day right Mm -hmm. it's like i need to go to work today let's take off and go and have a beer with your dad and um that whole story and 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 just saying you know one day we're gonna have a brewery Mm -hmm. and and you have skydance and it's um you know i know it went through some struggles trying to build it right Mm -hmm. it wasn't the best time to build something and everything that was going on but yeah wonderful facility in a great location i don't know that i I always i really did know what i was getting into like i know a lot of a lot of brewery owners that were just home brewers like i was and maybe never ran a business before i think they got in they got into it and real didn't realize how tough business was and then now especially for breweries business is tough but um i i knew what i was getting into for the most part mm-hmm. and even for me it's it's you know there's been some tough times and some a lot of stress a lot i work harder now than i ever have mm-hmm. in my life and that was before i got into office at the tribe you know and but it, when you're doing your thing it it really doesn't seem like work did when you worked hard as a younger guy you know so uh it's a uh, man i do i look back i don't get to i think we talked about this before i don't get a lot of opportunities to just sit back and go wow look what we've done usually it's when i'm talking to you out here but it, it is interesting to look back and just be like man look at all this stuff that's happened and through through all the things that have happened through covid and through construction issues and and you know banking issues and stuff it's man yeah it's been one heck of a journey for sure yeah that's what makes it like worth doing though yeah yeah when you get there and you're like you know yeah i could go back to 
you know, selling cars, mm-hmm. or I could go back to being security guard at the, uh, you know, the casino, whatever yeah. it is that you've done through your journey that was, you know, a stable, yeah. quote, job, you know, and you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's much more fun doing this. Yes, yeah. it's 10 times the work, yeah. but <laughs> the reward is 10 times as great, yeah. you know, and that yeah. feeling of just sitting in your tap room. And, you know, and you get these moments, you know, sometimes where, you know, you just walk in early one day or you're you're there, the last one there at night. You're like, mm-hmm. This is actually mine. Yeah. I own this, you yeah. know, and I'm drinking my own beers. Yeah. I'm sure those feelings are just incredible. There are so many times. So, you know, now I, you know, all the, all the recipes are mine, but I don't brew near as many of the beers as I did, you know, even like a year ago, you know. And, um, but there's times I get there early in the morning and I'll, I'll get a batch started before I have to go to work at the tribe or whatever, just to help out. And I'll get there real early and it's still, you know, those mornings are nice, you know, it's quiet and maybe still kind of dark outside. And, and I get in there and I mash in, you smell the grain and then I'll, I'll finish my coffee and I'll just sit there and I'll look around at all the tanks and the equipment. And that's the, that's that moment. That's when I'm kind of like, man, I, I, I almost can't believe I that this is here, right. you know? So pinch me moment. For yeah. Sure. Uh, we connected cause I was on your podcast back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you don't have a lot of time, but is the podcast ever coming back? Man, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> all the time. Like we, we, it needs to come back and I want it to come back. Um, I, man, I have a hard time just getting the social media content for the brewery out that yeah. we want to do. We, you know, we also had the YouTube channel for the brewery that I thought was great. Um, it's just hard. It's hard for me to execute. I, I think there's def. I definitely will have. I still pay for the podcast. Uh, you know, the yeah. subscription to keep it up and all that kind of stuff. So we're definitely going to bring it back. I just maybe has to maybe change a little bit of what it's all about or the frequency of it. You know, I give it up to you. I don't know how you, you know, put these out so much, you know, um, but I definitely, yeah, it'll come back. I'm working on some other stuff though, too. That's like for our, for the tribe. So one of the things when I got elected that tribal members talked about was um, just, they wanted there to be more communication and more openness about what's going on, just more information sharing with tribal members and so uh, I'm actually putting together uh, uh, with the help of one of my cousins that was actually her idea but I'm going to put together something like a chairman's corner but it'll be some uh, video content that'll be either weekly or monthly or something where it's I sit down with one of the departments of the tribe and let and they can tell tribal members about you know what's going on with the clinic because like right now we're about to build a big brand new clinic up there in Perkins and so there's all these departments have all these projects going on and tribal members just want to know about them and, and be kept in, you know, in the loop a little bit. And so I'm going to do some of that content. And I think that'll be something new that you don't see with a lot of the tribes. You know, there's some, the bigger tribes There's some of them, you know, uh, uh, does a good job of on their website. He's got a, a page where he all puts something up, I think every month or whatever. They, a lot of them do a good job of that. I don't know. A lot of them have done video stuff and I think we're kind of that age now, you know, it's like, like video content, you know, works and people want to watch it. So yeah. well, it's more personal, I think, video than just yeah. an email or a document yeah. that's been, you know, like a press release or yeah. whatever. It, it, you know, they get to see you, don't they? They get to see, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're wearing that day. Well, and, the, just, and with the resort personal. being built, yeah, I think it's like if they can see that visually, some of the process of it, that'll help. Yeah, definitely. The other thing uh, that you're very big on is obviously you're a diehard OU fan. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't the greatest season last year. <clears throat> no, um, no, but exciting times ahead. 
How are you feeling about the SEC? <sighs> I got mixed feelings about it. Yeah. So actually, since we've been sitting here, my phone's like vibrating in my pocket because <laughs> I've got a group, a couple buddies are in a group text and yeah. we've been talking football all morning. We've been talking about just that very thing. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like it just had to happen. You know, I think part of the reason that OU over the past several years would get to the playoffs and then kind of fall short. And they clearly were outclassed all, all every time they got into the playoff is from being in a conference that just wasn't up to par and it didn't force them to uh, recruit at the level they needed to recruit at and, and play at the level they needed to be at. So I definitely think that moving to the SEC is going to make them a better team down the road. I don't know that a better team wins a conference every year like they were in the, in the big 12, but, but I think some of these SEC folks think that OU doesn't know what they're getting into. And, you know, this is OU, right? I mean, we invented championships. So I think I think OU know what knows what they're getting into. And recruiting has been great these first these couple of years with, with Brent Venables. And in fact, today, actually, the reason we, the, my phone's been vibrating, we, we um, I say we, I don't know why I do that with OU. But, uh, Brent Venables got the number one running back in the country committed okay. today. Uh, and so it's looking like over the next couple of weeks, they're going to get the number one defensive lineman in the country. So recruiting is looking great. And it's like Barry Switzer said, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. <laughs> and they're getting the Jimmy's and the Joe's. So yeah. it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm obviously sad to see Bedlam go because it's just yeah, fun to me watch. Too. Um, you know, obviously you'll still have the Texas game and everything. And, yeah, obviously we got one more season before they make yeah. the jump, but it's uh, yeah, it's I have Eddie Radosovich coming on in a couple of weeks, yeah. um, and uh, say a couple of weeks, a couple of days, he's coming on Monday, mm-hmm. um, and he's just done SEC Media Day, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear yep. what he's going to talk about. Yep. Uh, because it's fun for those guys too. Yeah. It's not just the team, right? Yeah. Everybody that gets to go to a new conference, mm-hmm. all the video camera guys, you got the cheerleaders, you got, I mean, absolutely everyone yeah. that's involved, right? You think of Malcolm Tubbs who's doing the, you know, he's on the mic during the game, like. Mm-hmm. He's calling huge games now, yeah. and he's out there, and um, you know, voiceless soon as Toby. Like it's, it's huge for everybody, and people just think of the football team, but yeah. you know, it's not just football team fans. Like it's, yeah, you know, I think it's a good fit. I think the fans fit the SEC fans. I think the, I mean, you're talking about one of the most storied programs in, in history, so you should be in the best conference. Um, and then I definitely think that. There's what's going to be interesting the first few years is all the OU connections in the SEC. So I think Josh, that first year, Josh Heupel will bring Tennessee in. And, you know, there's a little history there with Josh Heupel. He's not, he, he's not the uh, he's, OU fans love him, but there was, you know, things didn't end well with him getting fired by Bob Stoops and stuff. And then, you know, Beamer at South Carolina is a former OU coach. And there's a lot of, you know, little ties there that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, the other thing is that you're a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, when is your son's birthday? So the 26th okay. of this month. Yeah. So I will put this out after, just so yeah. you'll ruin the <laughs> yeah. surprise, so you can talk about it. But yeah. you have a pretty cool trip planned for your son's uh, 15th yeah. birthday. Yeah, so uh, we'll be going. He'll be his second trip to Atlanta. So his name's Maddox. So I named him after Greg Maddox so the, from the Braves. 
a great 90s pitcher um, only because his mom didn't like the name Chipper very well so <laughs> but uh, so yeah so we're gonna, we're taking the family to a Braves series next weekend they'll yeah. be playing the Brewers um, and this is the Braves are by far the best team in baseball right now the best record in baseball so this it'll be exciting to actually you know he went two years ago um, we went to uh, just he and I went is actually like three days before we opened the brewery. Yeah, I remember that. It, <laughs> it was chaos because yeah. we didn't. We thought we were going to be open much sooner than that, and I'd already planned the trip. But anyway, so we get to go back and take the whole family this time, and he's excited about that. And it's kind of the last little trip before school starts, you know. But um, then the other. The big thing is the Braves just became a publicly traded company this week. And so uh, I patiently waited online for that to go through and happen. And then I was able to snatch up a couple shares of the Braves. So as of this morning, Maddox is uh, part owner of the Braves. So he, uh, he'll he get that for his birthday, too. So he's he'll be definitely excited to be his first time to go to a Braves game as an owner. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to let him in the suite, but... <laughs> Just walk in with your ownership certificate. Yeah. You're taking like, hey guys, I own however yeah. much percent it is. You know, well, and he'll have Maddox on the back of his shirt. They yeah. might just let him ride in. You never know. <laughs> That's gonna be brilliant. It's such a cool, like, it's such a unique, great, you know, great opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, to be an owner of anything and for the yeah. Braves to do that, but also as be a birthday present for your yeah. son and have yeah. it just be the second trip you guys have done. Because I remember we talked about it on the last podcast. You took, you know, his first mm-hmm. trip out there. Yeah. <laughs> three days before the brewery opened. Yeah, yeah. He said that was the best day of his life so yeah. i don't know if we're gonna be able to top that or not well, well yeah if, even if you do next year you're really gonna have to yeah. work hard i mean he's, he's 16th birthday is the car year right so you're gonna have to yeah. work hard on that well one. And if you take an owner to the game it's gonna have to be like a world series or something <laughs> yeah Ah, uh, brilliant. Talking of cars, uh, you're still part of, Bobby's still driving the Jeep? Still part of the Jeep? No, we got rid of the got Jeep, rid of it? man. Yeah, I got somebody Tired of waving to people and handing yeah. out ducks? So, yeah, she's now she's driving this god-awful Mini. Oh, no. Cooper. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, had to get, we had to get rid Soul of that subject. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, actually, we got rid of it so I could get a truck. Okay. And then since I got a truck, she had to get the Mini Cooper, so. Oh, I miss okay. the Jeep, though. I miss being part of the club. I miss waving at everybody. I think I still wave but people I do the Jeep wave sometimes I forget even though I was anti Jeep wave I when I got the Jeep I hated that I was like why are these people waving at me like yeah. that and the next thing you know I'm doing it part of the club yeah it is a pretty cool club to be a part of I'm sure everyone I've spoken yeah. to that's in it says it's yeah. great um, so you know we're, we're kind of coming towards the end of summer uh, fall is just the best time of year mm-hmm. um, are you still putting out beers every other week or week like what's your every Friday plan? man yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's gets tough, especially right now because so since we're known for IPAs, um, next uh, what is it? No, the week not next week, but the week after is National IPA Day. Okay, and so of course we got to do something big for that, and so we'll have five new IPAs released that day, okay. all of them with the new can design, and still have our new beer release each Friday leading up to it, and then coming out of that. Yeah. And so it's been a tough few weeks in the brewery with the brewing staff. And then um, even just on my, I'm getting up early in the morning, get my coffee, and then I'm working on, you know, recipes and can designs and ordering cans and labels. And so it's just a lot that goes into trying to put out five new beers in one day. So, but we'll have, we'll make a big ordeal out of it. And uh, it's usually one of the biggest days of the year for us. And then as soon as that's over, we start planning for our uh, anniversary 
uh, second anniversary in October. So coming up. Yeah, yeah. That um, yeah, the, the the IPA thing, and then just people don't probably realize what goes into you know every week you're designing mm-hmm. a new can, right? Yeah. Like, and, and are you doing it? Do you have, because I know you have guest artists and do yeah. stuff and collaborations and stuff as well. You got to do 52 every yeah. year, right? I, I need, I need more help with it, but we have, right now we have three sources. So one of them's Mint Apparel. Yeah. Uh, my buddies, John and John, they do the majority of our labels. Um, and then today I actually just met with a robot house who did our core lineup redesign. And so they're going to start chipping in on some of the one-offs as well. Um, and, but then the, what our favorite thing to do is we have what we call our native art series and we try to do about one a month where it's some of our good friends that we have that are native american artists and we try to go for a lot of the ones that are kind of up and coming but we throw in some of the more well-known like dg smalling or brent greenwood we've done a bunch with those guys but it's basically where they we use their artwork on the label um, usually it's an existing artwork and then a couple times we've had you know they, they made something for the can design but um, so we do a lot of those we'll have one of those for uh, IPA day uh, we've got that one is uh, probably going to be one of the coolest ones so people need to pay attention to our social media for that yeah. I think it may be my favorite native art label we've done so far but yeah, I need need somebody. So you know, you got some people out there listening to the podcast. Right? I, need, no, I need some yeah. artists. <laughs> yeah, we need to figure that out too, because yeah. there's a lot of cool things going on. And you know, one thing about Oklahoma City is it's not short of artists. Yeah, right. We've got yeah. plenty of people going on. And yeah, the good thing about the label is, uh, you know, you got 52 to design every year, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like you have a, you know, it's not like it's hey, this is going to be a, you know, yeah. just one a year. No come on down we got plenty well, of designs especially when it's out. five for IPA day and we'll probably do yeah. five or six new ones for the anniversary mm-hmm. and I think John and John at Mint Apparel you know they're an apparel company they also they're, love they're still trying beer to, too yeah <laughs> but they stay pretty busy just running their other yeah. part of their business but I think we're running them crazy you know with the, these can designs but yeah. they've been there for it they I think when I first told them what I wanted to do that I want to do one every week they was they were half excited and half kind of like oh man I don't know And but they've run with it and yeah. they, they do a good job, but I, I know it would help if they could get a break from time to time and oh, for sure. find somebody else. What, what kind of goes into, like, you know, say for example, if, if we were to collaborate, and I'm from Wales and mm-hmm. we did a Wales and, you know, Skynet, mm-hmm. like, how, how, what, how, what goes into it? You know, because I think that the Welsh logo is the greatest flag in the world. Yeah. It's got a red dragon on it, it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how does that, how, how does all that process go? Something like that, you know, you'd probably want to pick a time of year or an occasion sure. that, that matches well with that. And then, of King- course, Coronation or yeah, something, yeah, and then yeah. it's like the beer style would obviously need to be sure. some sort of English L pub L or something, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, for us, we have well, one of the great things John and John have done is they've created like a template where it's like, hey, you, you give us the artwork, um, and a you know, we'll come up with a beer name, and then I'll, I'll create the beer, the recipe, and then we just slap the artwork on the can, and they, they do a good job of making it fit and look right, but uh, yeah, I find. If I find a good artist, we'll, we'll figure out a way to oh, yeah. put it on the can. That, there's, that's the other thing in Wales is very good at is 
being an artist than yeah. singing. I don't yeah. have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's why probably I'm better out, better off out here than better. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's really cool to have that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that come to you with that opportunity. You know, you don't have to spend too much time going searching for 52 yeah. new logos and 52 new collaborations every year. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got the ideas there and, and you know, because you have so many to do every every yeah. year, you don't have to worry about yeah. multiple people. You're like, hey, let's figure it out. Well, so we talked to do it. And we talked about the challenges of the craft beer business yeah. right now. When one of the ways to bring in new customers is collaborations you know you get we collaborate with somebody and now their customers you know we just recently did a beer with uh jb and and the you know the rapper local guy here jb williams and then his uh friend who's an artist so we did a juneteenth project with them and you know just i, I know that night was a lot of people in our tap room that haven't been to our tap room that said hey man i've never been here before i didn't i can't believe i didn't know about it so you gain new customers that and through collaborations so we're always down for that yeah finishing up uh you still have your coin in your pocket oh did, did, did so I, I think bring i it? maybe i've asked you this last time did I I I there we go it. <laughs> there it is yeah i always have this with me so we actually did a beer i don't know if it was before yeah it's after the last podcast i think yeah so we did a memento mori beer Okay. an Italian Pilsner and yeah, it sold, it sold great, but it was great to kind of use that as an opportunity to educate people about stoicism and just kind of some of the things that motivate me and stuff. So that was fun, but yeah, definitely carry it every single day. I think some people that I told about it maybe a year or two ago, they like to test me to see if I, if I really do carry it every day, but yeah, I always have it with awesome. me. So good yeah. reminder. Yeah, definitely. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming down. Um, I mean, I, you're a chairman now. I could probably not call you dude or mate. Um, but no, thanks for coming down again. Uh, our yearly check-in on the podcast. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to check in next year or see how things are going. And um, I need to get out to the Avery to see mm -hmm. it. And then obviously, you know, the, the casino that's coming to Harrow is going to be yeah. massive. And we need to go tee it up sometime. Oh, I know. Every time you ask me, I'm always busy. Which Well, is that, now I'm chairman and I play for free. So <laughs> you let me know. Let's go play golf. Uh, awesome. So for people listening, I'll put a link to um, the tribal website and also a link to Jake's business, Skylands Brewing, and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, 
um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever. I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffyFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffyFordLincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at HIA10.com. This podcast is brought to you by the Oklahoma Beef Council. On behalf of Oklahoma's beef farmers and ranchers, we want to remind you that beef can be part of a heart-healthy diet. To find heart-healthy beef recipes, go to oklabeef.org forward slash recipes. Link below. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.